What is going on, everyone? Welcome back here today to episode 10 now of the Just Ballin' Podcast. And today, we have an interesting episode here today. Me and my friend Tom here. What's going on, guys? We're going to give you guys our top 20 players so far this season. So it's actually going to be a pretty fun list to make. You excited to do this? Yeah, it's going to be fun. So yeah, we're going to just give our rankings of top 20. Obviously, your rankings would be completely different. If you put 100 people in a room and they all made a top 20 not one or not two, excuse me, would be the same. So yeah, we're gonna give you guys our top twenty. Well, let's get into this. So to start off with number one, um, this one's pretty easy. Uh, you got Giannis. I actually have LeBron at number one. Oh, okay. Wow, we're starting off different. Um, why'd you have LeBron at one? Uh, cause I just feel that, you know, since he's been to the finals so many times in the past decade and, and however <clears throat> long he's been dominant for, um, he's the guy in the NBA to beat. And I just feel that every single year, uh, no matter what, he's the guy that the NBA kind of, uh, you know, sets the sets the bar at. And he's also going to his age 35 season, hasn't missed a single beat. Um, he's averaging 25.9, 7.4, and 10.6, really putting on one of the best passing displays in the NBA we've seen so far this season. And not to mention the Lakers are uh, sitting atop the West at 24-4 and right now. Okay. Yeah, I mainly put Giannis just because... He's been incredible on the defensive end. Of course. And, like, so you're mainly not giving LeBron out of the number one spot just because of his credibility. And, like, it would take a lot for somebody to take his spot, like, exactly. as one. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I Yeah, I, I just think personally this season, Giannis, like, I think he's having a defensive player of the year type season. And I just think his offensive numbers are still off the charts. Like, they just lost the other night to, I believe it was the Dallas Mavericks. And it wasn't his fault whatsoever. I believe he had, like, 48 or something like that. Uh, yeah, he had 48 points on 18 of 31 shooting, so he's really efficient. Um, and yeah, he's been a great defender this year, and I actually like that he's actually caring to take shots from outside, mm -hmm. um, 16 feet, like another guy like Ben Simmons. Um, he doesn't really attempt that, but at least Giannis is trying. Um, the only knock on him is probably his free throws. Um, so yeah, we're disagreeing at number one, so I'm interested to see who you have at two. Is it Giannis? It's Giannis, yeah. Okay, so you have Giannis at two. I have James Harden. Um, the reason I have James Harden is just because I think, I believe the Rockets are 18 and nine at this current moment through 27 games. Yeah. They're 18 and nine. And I mean, do you, do you like Harden? Are you a Harden guy? Or are you, uh, I think he's a very, very, very good basketball player. Um, just, it's just interesting for me to see how he'll, he'll play with Westbrook for the remainder of this year, because you've seen Westbrook's numbers take a dip and Harden's obviously, you know, his scoring performance is, you know, nothing short of amazing. So um, he's definitely having a fantastic year and putting him at two, like you really can't complain. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging 39 points a game. Uh, he is also taking 25 shots a night, shooting 44% from the field, which is below league average, and 36 from three, which is about league average a little bit below. Um, he's also getting to the line 13 times a night, more than anybody in the NBA. Uh, I just think his offensive performance this season really can't go unnoticed outside the top two. If I ended this season now, I would have him as my second MVP guy, as Giannis would be one. Uh, so who do you have at three? Three, I have Anthony Davis. Okay, all right. So why do you have AD over Harden or, um, like, Luka? Uh, I think he's always been a top-five guy in the NBA. And this year, like, now that um, he finally has, you know, a spot in L.A. that he's happy at, and you can see he's just um, much more, uh, maybe confidence the word, maybe just just improved is something that I've seen when watching the Laker games. Um, it's honestly really 
just him and LeBron hitting their full stride together, and they're really a force to be reckoned with this year. Yeah, he's. I think he's the front runner for defensive player of the year at this moment. Yeah, that that, that too. Honestly, like he he's playing fantastic yeah. and in every aspect. Yeah, I honestly think he's having a better season than LeBron. Um, just personally, just because obviously the defense. Um, he's averaging yeah twenty seven and a half points, nine and a half rebounds, and he's actually taking three and a half threes a game, which is nice to see. And he's a big part of why the Lakers are twenty four and four. And I believe he didn't play last night, he right? Didn't play last yeah, in the night, no. game. Um, so yeah, my number third player was or three players, Luka Doncic. Uh, it sucks he got hurt, but I think Luka. I mean, nobody thought the Mavericks are going to be this good this year. They're eighteen and eight, ten games over five hundred through their first twenty six. Uh, and their second best player, Kristaps, hasn't even been that good this year. He's definitely been their second best player. But I wouldn't even say he's been good, um, at least what we expected from Chris Stops, even coming back from the ACL injury. Luka's averaging 27.5 points, 9 rebounds, and also... That'll be fun. Yeah, excuse me. He's actually averaging 29 points a game, 9 assists, and 9.5 and rebounds. Mavericks are 18-8, and eight, and he's shooting 33% from 3, which isn't great. Uh, but I just think Luka, all around this season, as a sophomore, is the third best player in the NBA. So we've had um, some parity in the top three. You had LeBron... Who was your two? Giannis yeah. and then three AD. Okay, I had Giannis, Harden, and Luka. So my fourth was LeBron. Um, we already talked about LeBron pretty much, but yeah. yeah. Second, I think he's the second best player on arguably the best team in the NBA at this moment. I mean, this man is 35 years old and he's playing like he's 26. It's He never ages. Um, he's going to be a top five MVP guy at the end of the year. And yeah, I think he's self-explanatory for my fourth guy. Who's your fourth? My fourth is Luka. Like okay. pretty much the same thing you just said. Eight triple doubles this season. Um, at like a like a sophomore season, age twenty, the guy's really tearing up the league in every aspect. With KP by his side, who's having a bit of his rebound year from his injuries with uh, when he was on the Knicks. Okay, yeah. So um, we definitely had some parity in the top four. I'm guessing your fifth guy is Harden. My fifth guy is Harden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my fifth guy is Anthony Davis. We talked about those guys. Both been incredible this year. Harden on the offensive end, Anthony Davis on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. um, Harden hasn't been horrible on the offensive end. I mean, like. He hasn't had a lot to work with. I mean, Westbrook's been solid, but he's been really inefficient. And um, obviously, they've been missing Eric Gordon, and he was pretty bad before his injury. And Anthony Davis obviously benefits playing with LeBron. Yeah. So this is where we're probably going to get um, some different numbers or different people here in different spots. My sixth guy is Pascal Siakam. My sixth guy is Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, so um, why'd you have Cat over some guys that maybe are in the playoff hunter, at least top teams in the NBA? I think that him, he's, uh, he's 6'10". And he's obviously one of the big uh, dominant big men in the league, and he's a huge three point threat. Like he takes so many threes a game. I believe it's eight, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Last I read, uh, and also like Andrew Wiggins kind of finding a stride and figuring uh, his game out like a little more. Um, that I feel can only help Towns. Uh, the Timberwolves are struggling a little bit. Like they are sitting at um, with a record of yeah, 10, 10 and 15. 15. Yeah. So you know you'd really love to see them. Make a playoff push, maybe push for the eight or seven seed. Uh, when we get closer to March and April, um, when it starts getting down to it. But I, I overall, I think he's playing very, very, very well this year, and you can't take much away from him. You think they make a trade? Like Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, Drew Holiday, one of those guys. That, 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 that's what I yeah I was gonna say for uh, for for a guard. Um, you heard the D'Lo talking in the offseason. Yeah. That would be awesome to watch with Towns, um, Wiggins, and D'Lo on the same yeah. court. Like that would be um, something that you would want to watch like in a couple years to come. Because they're all in in their like low to mid twenties. What it, Wiggins is, I maybe he's like 20, 22. Yeah, twenty twenty. So and, and you know same. They're all around the same age. Yeah. Um, so you know Towns went one the same year as as D'Lo went, and uh, I believe Wiggins went the year before. 
So they're, they're all very young, only playing one year of college. I think it'd be great to watch them all together. Yeah, this is Wigan's sixth year, and he's only 24. I just, I think the main reason, like, why you should get D.Lo is because they'll keep Cat happy. It's his, like, boy, and, like, you don't want Cat to hit petting free agency in five years from now um, or four years, wherever it is, and he's unhappy. He never got that number two there because uh, I don't know if Wiggins is that guy. So my uh, my sixth guy was Pascal Siakam. Um, the Toronto Raptors at this current moment of the recording are 18 and 8, 10 games over 500. Um, I don't think people thought they were going to be this good right away, but I think a lot of people didn't really expect the jumps from Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet and the underrated plays of Chris Boucher, who I think's fallen out of the rotation, or Terrence Davis or Ronnie Hollis Jefferson and guys like that. Uh, but Pascal Siakam could possibly win most improved player again. Uh, I think that's awesome. Yeah, he's 25 points, 8 rebounds, 3 and a half assists. It's a bigger jump this year, I think, than his jump from his second and third year, which got him most improved player. Uh, so, yeah, my sixth guy was Pascal Siakam, yours was Towns. Is your seventh Siakam, or is it my something seventh different? Is, my seventh is Kawhi. Okay, so is mine. Do you want to talk about Kawhi for a little? Uh, yeah, I'll talk about Kawhi. Um, so, obviously, we know the Clippers are still playing very well. They're, they're sitting at the two seed in the West right now with, uh, without Paul George for... Uh, for a segment of the season, and even without Kawhi, like with his his load management for his knee, um, you know what what I think keeping him out of the top five is the load management playing when he's fully healthy, playing sixty sixty five games a year. Uh, I think you know to be tier one and to be you know in that MVP conversation. Personally, I feel uh, you guys may feel different that you got you got to be ready to compete every single night. And I understand that uh, he does this so he can play better in the playoffs. Um, which is um, something that he's made a, a choice to help his career. But I put him at seven just because um, I feel just a little management holding him a little bit back. Yeah, I have him at seven too. He actually went through like a little bit of a rough stretch, seven games. He averaged, or he's shooting 38% from the field and 26 from three. Um, but his season averages are pretty solid. He is shooting about 45% from the field, 36 on threes, 48 on twos, 25 and a half points, eight rebounds, five assists. I think that's a big thing for him this year is his passing has gone a lot better. Um, his mid-range shooting has also been pretty good, um, and obviously we know about his defense. So it was kind of a no-brainer to have Kawhi in the top 10, even with him missing some time. And I think that's just, I mean, I think it's better for his uh, long-term status or his long-term health going throughout the year. Uh, so your number eight guy, who do you got? My guy is Siakam. Okay, yeah. So we talked about Siakam for a little bit. Mine was Damian Lillard. Um, it sucks that the Blazers are not too good this year. They're 11-16, but the bottom of the West isn't that good, so they still have... Realistic playoff hopes this year, and obviously they've been dealt with injuries, with Nurkic being out already, or at least the start of the year. He'll be back, I think, in February, and Zach Collins is out until probably March. They had to sign Mello, but Lillard has been kind of incredible. He's been cooling off a little bit as of late, um, but he's still averaging 26 points, 7.5 assists, 44 from the field, 36 on threes on 9 attempts a game. Um, still handling the ball completely well, still controlling the floor. I think this might be one of his best passing years of his career. He's averaging a career-high 7.5 assists. Um, and I don't really think their 11 and 16 fault is really him. I think it's mainly due to the team Neil O'Shea built in the off season. Uh, so yeah, you, you said you had Pascal at eight. I have Pascal. At okay. Eight. Do you have lowered at nine? I actually have Jimmy Butler. At nine. Okay. Um, yeah. So I thought I was going to give Jimmy some love too. I don't have him in my top nine. Um, you just really like his defense this year and kind of, and yeah, and I love that he's on a new team. He's jumped around a bit for the Sixers, Timberwolves. Um, and he, he really just wants to, you know, to find his spot and you compete. And I think the Heat are really doing it this year. Like they're, they're the four seed sitting right now, 11 games over 500. They played phenomenal at home. I believe they were undefeated at home until they lost to the Lakers earlier this week or maybe end of last week. And yeah, 11 and one. Yeah, that was a yeah. sell. And something else like, um, the, I feel like the East this year is just much better than it has been yeah, in the definitely. past. 
because like looking at if you look at the standings, like the Bucks are tied for the best record, uh, and then the Sixers are um, twenty and eight. Celtics seventeen and seven, Heat nineteen and eight, and the Raptors. Think of the five seed at eighteen and eight. The Raptors have pretty much been the one seed every single year, for you know, for the most part. Yeah, and, um, and the Pacers are nineteen and nine too, without exactly. Oladipo and Miles Turner missing some time. And, and that that's going to be exciting when Oladipo comes back. I really, I really think the Pacers have a serious shot at, at making the conference finals or even or even upsetting the Bucks this year if Oladipo comes back. I do too. They match up well with some teams defensively. If Oladipo has this defensive like ability back right away, and Brogdon's a great defender, Turner's solid rim protector. Yeah, they could. Yeah, exactly. I think they could definitely go. I, I honestly, I love, I love Malcolm Brogdon. I loved him ever since he was in college uh, at Virginia. He was, he was that gritty guy on on those teams, and and he he was always someone I hated to watch uh, North Carolina play. I always. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I had at nine. You had Jimmy Bowler or eight. You had Jimmy Bowler. I had Jimmy at nine. Okay. So my ninth guy was Carl Anthony Towns. We talked about him an insane year. I mean, the reason I have him and lowered, I guess, lower than other people. Um, or at least lower than guys on this list is just because of their record so far. Um, is it really their fault? No, their teams aren't as strong around them, but that's just kind of what I incorporated or just considered when I made this list. Uh, so we are wrapping out the top 10 now. I have Jimmy Baller at 10. Tom already talked about him. He's been incredible on both sides of the ball this year, been their leader, big part of why they're 19 and 8, and one of the best home teams in the NBA. Um, who's your 10th guy? I have uh, Bradley Beal at 10, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, Bradley Beal has been incredible this year on another poor team, Wizards, 8-17, and 17, one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA, but one of the best offensive teams, and, like, his numbers have been incredible. Yeah, honestly, and, and like, I feel that since John Wall has really had these struggles over the past couple of years, um, Beal is really becoming, he, he is, he's the guy, you know, it's no longer, not, not, I shouldn't say no longer, it's becoming more of Bradley Beal being, you know, the, the full leader of, of this team because John Wall is missing so much time, and you hate to see it because he's such a good talent. Um, but he's becoming a serious superstar in this league. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm thinking nowadays he might go for what Paul George went for in the offseason. I feel like if you're building a championship team, he might be like the best number two on a championship team. I, 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 th- I think he deserves a, a max or a, su- or a super max even. Oh like, yeah, 100%. I mean, he's only 26 though, and I feel exactly. like he's been in the NBA forever. Yeah. Um, Clearly a max, but th- it's just, if he makes that all-NBA team, it, it, give, it gives him, um, you know, just that extra, uh, you know, that extra, that extra say to be able to uh compete for a, a serious serious supermax do you remember who he uh who cleveland um or the 2012 draft uh he was yeah. he went third and then cleveland ended up going Dion waiters because yeah. they really wanted beal and they were like crap we need a shooting guard and they took a guy who didn't even start at college and i think he got suspended again or he just got suspended yeah i, th- I think <laughs> something i think something else happened recently yeah he's a mess All he's right. been playing well though as of uh who waiters yeah he like the, the, la- the last couple years or so he's had serious improvements over uh you know. Yeah, I mean, he did average 16 points in 2016-17 on actually pretty sound and, efficiency. And, and, yeah, he probably went to, like, 15 last yeah. year. No, last year was 14, but his efficiency dropped. Um, or, excuse me, uh, that would be three years ago and then two years ago. Last year, he averaged about 12 points on, like, 38 from three, which is actually pretty solid. But he's a head case, and, and you really, and like, he'd have a good culture, so they're obviously not going to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we wrapped out our top 10. Do you just want to go through your top 10 really quickly? Uh, yeah, I'll recap really quick. It's um, So I had LeBron at one, Giannis at two. AD at three, Luca four, Harden five, Town six, Kawhi seven, Pascal Siakam eight, Jimmy Butler nine, and Bradley Beal rounding out at number ten. Word. And then I had Giannis at one, Harden at two, Luca at three, LeBron at four, AD at five, Siakam at six, 
Leonard at 7, uh, Damian Lord at 8, Cat at 9, and then Jimmy Butler at 10. All right, so we're going to do our next 10 here, uh, starting at 11. Um, I'll start off for this. Uh, I had Bradley Beal, and we just talked about him. Yeah. Um, a really good score this year, arguably. I, do you think he'll be a all-star game starter, or do you think he won't be a starter? Um, just they're well, if, if you line it up, um, who in the East really is playing a, a better two? I think maybe Jimmy Butler. Yeah, if you even I don't even know if he's considered a two or a three this exactly. year, but I guess if exactly. Jimmy Butler that, is considered that. a two, I mean, no, he's been playing the he's three. He's been playing the three. Yeah, so he I don't even know. I I guess you really I mean so, I I think Bill means really unless mean. they go like two point guards, but like Kyrie's not gonna I don't think start. Um, yeah, if he's he only played ten games, games or something. I mean, I feel like. Kemba, all right, he'll start. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting, but I think Brio might start, well, but yeah. If you do a hypothetical, um, you'd probably say, I guess Kemba, Kemba's probably the starting point guard, and then the three is obviously Giannis. Yeah, or if, I, if you I would put probably him, put Giannis put four, four, Siakam technically three. Okay, yeah, so weird. Giannis and Siakam, you and, know. And, and then, then you'd put him um, beat five, maybe Butler three, five. Butler two. Like, yeah, you might just put, run that out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because I feel like it's hard to make the all-star game as a starter if your team's not good. Right. Yeah, they're eight and seventeen. All, all those guys are on very good teams. Are, are they all? Are those the top four teams? Yeah, pretty East? much. Yeah, like yeah. Sixers, Raptors. Bucks, Sixers, yeah, Bucks, Sixers, Celtics. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I've met eleven. Who do you got eleven? Um, Damian Lillard. Okay. Yeah, we, we talked about him before. He's having a great year. Just um, really, I, I really want to see the the Blazers because they made the conference finals last year. Like, yeah, I know. You, you want big like, deal. I, I I love seeing them uh seeing them compete, especially with. Now, like, the West, I feel, is kind of shaking up a bit with, with the Warriors out, out of it. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. If you could trade Whiteside or Bazemore in their first, like, who do you go after? Like, a Gallo? Or do you go after, like, a Marcus Morris or a Kevin Love? I've heard some talks the Knicks wanting to trade... Um, Morris? Yeah. Yeah, he's been incredible this year, actually. Yeah, and, and he, he's been a good ball stopper. Yeah, I mean, um, if you... I mean, I guess, do you want another, like, ball stopper on that yeah, team with Willard yeah, McCollum yeah, and Melo? Yeah, I just, exactly. I don't know, it's weird. I feel like he could be a good bench piece, but um, maybe take over Rodney Hood's minutes, but, like, I don't know. I feel like it's a weird fit, and they also need defensive help. Um, exactly. And then you're playing Marcus Morris, who's, like, an average defender um, at best. Um, and then Willard yeah. and McCollum are kind of below average defenders, and then Melo's not very good. And then Nurkic wasn't really a great rim protector when he was healthy. Um, so, yeah, they'll definitely, I don't know who they would even go after. I don't even know. Um, so we'll move on to 12 now. Who do you got at 12? 12, I have, uh, Kemba. Okay. Uh, why'd you got Kemba at 12? Uh, I got Kemba at 12 just because, uh, I think it's awesome that he proved, proved everybody wrong who was questioning, like, can he replace Kyrie? Like, what, what, they, they, they lose Kyrie and, and they go and sign Kemba. Um, you know, there's, there's no doubt that he was a fantastic player last year. He was all NBA third team, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, he got paid. He got his money, and, and he and he's playing. He's playing phenomenal right now. He's averaging twenty three, um, four and five. Like you really, you really can't ask for much more on a team with so much talent. To where he's not going to be averaging, you know, thirty and ten be, because Lord, or uh, not Lord Tatum Brown. Yeah, uh, Tatum Brown. Yeah, they're all they're all playing fantastic around him. So and I think the Celtics like they're the three seed in the East right now. Yeah, the three. Um, I think I, I think he's playing very well. You know, gritty guy on, on, on a really good Celtics team. Yeah, I and love he's watching him. He's shooting forty one percent from three on nine attempts, which is incredible. My twelfth guy, I don't know. I wanted to put him high, and I did. Um, it's just he's a he's a definitely a hit or miss guy sometimes. Um, Joel Embiid, I put at twelve. Mm. Um, he's missed some time, obviously, as you'd expect, but he's played twenty two games this year. Um, and the Sixers have played twenty eight total, so he's missed six games. Um, say what you will about that, but he's averaging twenty three points. 
uh, 12 rebounds and about over a block a game. I think he's been a fantastic rim protector. It just frustrates me so much watch, watching the Sixers because he takes three and a half threes a night and he's shooting 32% on them, which I mean is better this year than last year. But he's not a very good three-point shooter, and I hate that people still fall for his pump fake out there. Like, Jokic falls for it all the time, and then, like, I don't know. Him and Simmons in the half-quarter are just really weird fits because Simmons won't shoot. He wants to speed up the game, and he wants to slow down the game. But I, I think Embiid has been really good on both sides of the ball. I have him at 12, but if you want to have him lower, it's perfectly understandable. I just, I'm a sucker for defense, so I got him at 12. Um, so we can move on to 13. Um, we haven't mentioned this guy yet. Uh, Paul George is my 13th guy. Um, Paul George has actually played a decent amount of games now. I believe he's played 18. I'm just going to double check that now. Um, yeah, he's played 18 games this year. He's averaging 25 points, six rebounds, about four assists a night. And he's basically turning into a small forward version of Steph Curry. I mean, uh, it's kind of a stretch to say that, but he's taking 10 threes a night and hitting 40% of them, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like Steph Curry numbers, like 44% or something like that. Um, on even more volume, but I think he's been incredible. He's been a really good defender, um, and he's only playing 30 minutes a night compared to, like, 37, 36, 36 over the last three years. I'd expect him to play more. Um, who do you have at 13? Uh, my 13's Embiid. Like, okay. It's just, well, I, want, I want to see the Sixers um, give the Bucks run for their money this year. You know, it's it's always interesting to see see the East have a lot so many competitive teams. I hope it's interesting. Yeah. Um, if you had to go your Eastern Conference Finals, do you think it's Sixers-Bucks? Honestly, I'm, I I, I, re I really like Boston this year. I think you know? I, I think Boston's I even think without Boston, like a true five, it, 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 or like a good worth, five. It, exactly, like that that that's you know it's a question mark, but it's something that you know with with good coaching and good you know improvement as as a team and adjustments that that you know they they they, they could game plan for it. They're yeah. a great team. I just think it's so hard to bet against Giannis, but I think if we got Raptors, Bucks, and then Sixers. Uh, Celtics in the semis, like that would be like so. That might yeah. be more entertaining, and then the Western Conference semifinals. Yeah. But I, 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 I honestly love, I love the Heat this year. Like I, I think, oh, yeah, I, I think, I think they are are they're my second pick to make the uh, the conference final. I think the Sixers have one or two more years of really, uh, of 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 getting there before they can be in the conference. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but honestly, they can make it without a doubt. But I, I, I think, I think Jimmy's hungrier um, than he ever has been before. I think the Celtics are all are all clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, got all the Sixers stay healthy. Yeah, definitely, because yeah. Embiid, Horford, all of injury um, passed, and then Josh Richardson has missed some time this year. So we'll move on to 14. Um, I'll quickly talk about my guy. We've already talked about him. Kemba Walker, he's been incredible this year. Uh, we already actually kind of went into him, um, and he's been kind of like more of a locker uh, room guy for them this year. Not the whole controversy stuff they had last year with Kyrie Irving. He's actually been loved by everybody, the fans, the players, mm. um, the coaching staff seem to love him. Um, I was listening to like the Bill Simmons podcast, and he had like Brian Windhorst on, and they were talking about how it's just like night and day difference between Kyrie Kyrie and Kemba. Um, so, yeah, I have him at 14. Um, and your 14th guy is? Uh, my 14th guy is actually Brandon Ingram. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't yeah. have Brandon Ingram on my list. The only really? reason I didn't have him on my list, I mean, he's having an incredible year. I think he's top three most improved. If you want Siakam, Graham, him, bam, cool with that. Um, I just think the reason why I also didn't consider Zach Levine, I think they're just more of empty stats guys this year. I think Ingram is an incredible player, and I think he could be a three on a championship team. Mm -hmm. um, at least that's where I could see him as. Maybe he could be a two and develop into one. Um, I think he's been incredible this year. I'd have him in the top 20. Why do you have him? Um, going back to what you said about Levine, uh, I think uh, I, that, that I didn't put Levine in, in my top 20 because I, you know, and it's His sad. defense is really bad still. Yeah, and he's... But Ingram's been a good defender. He's been a good defender, and he's um, some, yeah, and something to take note of this year. He's uh, got career highs 
in pretty much almost every category. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he's he's playing really he's playing really missed a couple games, um, due to injury. Um, but I think this Pelicans team is really in a in like a transitional stage. Um, you know, like moving on from the AD and and like even like Demarcus Cousins era a little bit. And now they're kind of working on their young core. Lonzo's looking looking pretty good. Um, gotta wait for Zion to come back. But I, I, I honestly, um, a lot of people may think it's high, but I, I just love the way Brandon Ingram's yeah. looking this year. I mean, he's shooting fifty percent on mid ranges and forty three percent on long twos, which is crazy. And that's not. I don't think that was sustainable. Maybe on the long twos because he shot forty four percent last year, but fifty percent on mid ranges. That's incredible. Um, yeah, I think he's been good. I think he's deserving of the rookie max extension at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like if we saw him on a better team, I mean, I try to put a lot of these guys having winning records, obviously like Towns and lower don't at the moment or Beal. Um, but I just think they're obviously a step up than um, Brendan Ingram. But um, I like the pick there. Um, I didn't expect him to honestly come up. So I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what was he, your 14th or 15th guy? He was my 14th. Okay. So we'll move on to 15. I had Donovan Mitchell, somebody we haven't mentioned yet. Now, the Jazz have been incredibly disappointing this year. They are 16-11. A lot of people thought they were going to be one of the better teams in the Western Conference. They still are, but obviously not into that elite tier. Yeah. Um, Mike Conley has been pretty horrible, um, which is really sad because he's um, he was their big free agency acquisition or uh, trade acquisition, excuse me, in the offseason. Bojan's been good, um, but I think Mitchell, 25 points, about four assists, five rebounds, shooting 36 on threes on six attempts a night. He's taking about 21 shots a night, and his defense is still really, really good for a three-year man. Um, Obviously, he came out a little bit older, but I have him at 15. Uh, Who's your 15th guy? Uh, My 15th is actually Devin Booker. Okay. Um, I actually, I'll get to Devin Booker very soon, but why do you have Devin Booker? I'm actually uh, curious why do you have Devin Booker over Donovan Mitchell? Um, Because I feel that you know, Donovan Mitchell, like him and him and Rudy are kind of, um, you know, they they're like the two, um, you know, young core guys in Utah, and just the fact that they've kind of taken um, a bit of a dip from expectations this year. They're not playing uh, as well as a lot of people thought they would, and I think the Suns, like, although they like, is their record great by any means? No, it's eleven and sixteen, but they are sitting at the nine right now with the Kings at the eight and the Thunder at the seven. So two very catchable teams for them if. Um, they continue to figure out with DeAndre Ayton coming back very recently. That he, uh, it's going to be great to see him back in the rotation. Um, and I, I think Devin Booker is just one of those, just you know, young gritty guys who who, who really wants to uh, you know build his team and uh, bring him from the bottom into the playoff contender. And it's, it's going to be great if they see that happen. I love Devin Booker. You know his splits right now, fifty forty um, ninety. He's part of that club right now. Really? Yeah, he's 51% uh, from the field if you round up, uh, 41% on threes, and 90% from the line, which is crazy. Um, and it, it makes me feel bad that I don't have him in my top 15 when he's averaging 25 points on 50, 40, 90 shooting. Um, the only reason I had Donovan over is just team record. Obviously, the team around Donovan is better mm-hmm. than the team around Devin Booker. Um, they are the same age, so I'm not going to really give any experience to either or. Obviously, Mitchell played more in college. Uh, Booker's played more in the NBA. But Booker's my 16th guy. If you want to put Booker over Mitchell, that's completely fine by me. I don't think there's like a marginal difference between the two. I think they're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so, transition, who's your 16th guy? My 16th is Paul George. Okay, so you have Paul George a little bit lower than me. I had him at 13. Um, did yeah. you just maybe just have him not as high because of the games played or he missed in the beginning of the year? Um, yeah, in a way. I also just think that, like, you know, this, uh, like, like the 13 to, like, even 18 range, those are kind of, like, th- th- this This is where it's kind of, like, you know, they can fluctuate a lot. So I feel like a lot of these guys are pretty much just as good as each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, they're, uh, you know, going to be a bit different. 
um, yeah. for everybody. And, like, once you get to this, like, 13, 18 range, it's just the crap. Yeah, it, 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 You're it, just it, throwing it, it any yeah. players. And, like, they're all, like, very close to each other. And, obviously, like like I said before, if you put 100 people in a room and ask them, they're 13 to 18 best players, not There's, one will be yeah, the same. They're, they're so, going to be so different. So, but. we just wrapped up 16. My 17th guy, I'm... I'm interested to see if he's on your list. Is Bam out of bio? Bam is not on my Okay. Uh, is not on Bam out of bio. Um, obviously, everybody loves Bam this year. Um, he's been one of the more improved players this year. He's probably one of, been more one of the popular guys this year. 15 points, 11 rebounds, 4.5 assists, 1.5 steals, 1.5 blocks. Um, he's one of the better passing big men, but his elite defense is why I think he's number uh, 17 for me. He's guarding point guards. He was guarding Russell Westbrook when yeah. he played the Rockets, which is just incredible. He's 22 years old. I don't think people saw this jump this quickly into year three. Maybe it's Spolstrup. Maybe it's just player development over in Miami, which they have a really good track record of. Uh, so yeah, I have him at 17. Uh, and I honestly kind of wanted to put him higher. It was just kind of hard, but I think Bam's an all-star this year. I think he's in the MIP conversation. Uh, who's your 17th? Player? My 17 is uh, Trey Young. Okay. I actually didn't have Trey Young on this list. Now, Okay, we'll get to that. In was a he in bit. your? Uh, was he like an honorable mention? Yeah, he was an honorable like mention. Okay. He was one of more empty stats guys. Now he's been incredible. Second best rookie yeah. so far from the 2018 draft class. Um, I just think his stats wouldn't be this good. Um, if the team was a little better, I think the garbage time has to do a little bit with it. He's playing at the end of blowouts. It's like, and he's trying no, yeah, like to like kind of I, I, not I, stop I, pad, but like I can I can see that. Yeah, I can see why you you would think that. And it, 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 and like honestly, like it does. Yeah, you, you do see examples of that. Um, and, and I could see why somebody think he is kind of like a, a garbage time player, but I just feel that he's also a second year guy in a team in Atlanta that is really, really, really not playing that well. They're sitting at the bottom of the East at six and twenty-two, um, winning twenty-one percent of their games. So you know, I'll, like there's just a lot of the games they are they are they aren't going to be close because of just um, sometimes the, the difference in skill and. and it, and that, that team, they, they have a couple young guys that seri have serious shots at becoming something. And I think Trey Young's kind of the core of that uh, that young squad. And I, I just love watching him, honestly. Yeah, I just think, I, I personally think the Hawks have been kind of disappointing this year. Hunter's been actually solid. Reddish has been pretty bad. Yeah. Um, the only, I put four players on this list that didn't have a winning record at the moment. Devin Booker, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Bradley Beal, and Damian Lord, who I think would make everyone's top 20. So that was the reason I didn't put Young in the top 20, mainly because of his record. And I wanted to put guys that were kind of contributing to team success in this top 20. Uh, but Young's been incredible. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's better than a couple point guards I have coming up on this list overall-wise. But I just think this year, I, I incorporate team success. And also defense. Young hasn't been a good defender. But he's averaging 28-8 and eight in his second year as a rookie, shooting 38% on threes on like nine attempts a night, which is incredible. Uh, yeah. So was he your 17th or 18th guy? He's my 17th guy. Who's your uh, 18th guy? My 18th is Rudy. Okay. Um, defense mainly is yeah, still like, a staple yeah, there. And he's, you know, he's averaging... 15 and 14, like, he's one of those guys that, um, you, you, you love, like, Andre Drummond, I've always really liked him, he, he's, um, we'll get to him in a little bit, like, I love the guys that average, like, mid to high teens and points, and, like, are just matching that in rebounds, I think it's really just, like, I don't know, it, it's really gritty, I love guys like that. Yeah, I didn't have Rudy, which I honestly, he's, he was an honorable mention, and you could have put him on my top 20 list. I wouldn't care that much. But yeah, his defense has been incredible. He's still really good in the pick and roll. Mm -hmm. um, I would just wish him and, I guess Mike Kami, obviously, it'll take some time for them yeah. to coexist and learn each other's uh, flows on the pick and roll. Uh, but yeah, I think he's been incredible this year. Obviously, he'll be in one of the top voters for defensive player of the year yeah, once course, again. For his third time in a row. Yeah, I had uh, Malcolm Brogdon at 18. 
Uh, Malcolm Brogdon was actually one of my honorable mentions who I really, really, really wanted to put in yeah. there. And I, like I said before, I love Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. But, uh, so talk about him a little bit. Yeah. So like he he's on the 18th player on my list, and I think overall he's been about a top 25, top 30 guy this year. And if you would have told Kevin Pritchard that or any other GM or president, they would have been lined up to try to sign this guy on a max deal. He's mm-hmm. averaging 19 points this year, seven and a half assists, and he's shooting 35 on threes on not too much volume for attempts tonight. Um, he's an incredible free throw shooter, 93% from the line. Um, his yeah. defense is phenomenal. Pick and rolls, switches, off ball. I love his defense. Um, obviously, he was a senior uh, at UVA, or yeah, was he a but, junior? But, but I believe he was a senior. He also, he was older, right? He's he, Yeah, he, he came out of 24 was his rookie year. Yeah. So, so he's so he, 27 in his fourth year, when some guys yeah, are 22, 23. Um, so obviously, he has a little bit more experience, which I honestly think nowadays isn't horrible yeah. for some prospects. They need to kind of stay. Um, extra years just because they're they're super raw, just yeah. to get more experience. But yeah, I think Malcolm has been incredible, and the Indiana Pacers are Blade one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. Nineteen to nine without Oladipo, yeah, without, without their Depot. best player. It's it's, it's going to be great to watch somebody comes back. Honestly, I, I think they can make a push for the top four. Like it's going to be awesome to watch that. Um, and yeah, like you said with the the uh, you know staying and developing. Like look at Buddy Heald. Like he he stayed uh, four years at Oklahoma, and now and now he's playing very very well in Sacramento. Yeah. So, um, that was my 18th guy. So, we got two more left. Mm-hmm. Um, who was your 19th guy? My 19th is actually a guy, like I said before, Andre Drummond. I know the the, the, the Pistons are not playing great, but um, they, they, they're... Uh, 11 and 16, yeah, they are well, the 10th seed. Yeah, they but they're also a game out of, out of the playoffs. I know it's only, you know, 30 games in. Yeah. But, you know, being a game out of there, because it's kind of like a big... Um, clump of teams that have kind of the same round records, and like I said, I love guys like Andre Drummond. Uh, good defenders, averaging eighteen and seventeen. Like it's it, it's uh, I love watching it with, with three assists to go along with it. Uh, a touch above his his career average in all three, um, and he's still only twenty six. And like you said about Malcolm Brogdon with the payday, he's someone that can get a huge payday. You, you think he's worth the max? Or like, I let's th- say, wh- what would you pay him? Four year deal on the table. How much are you paying him a year? Um. I think, I, I think I think he deserves the max, to be honest with you, because he is because um, if he's twenty six this year going into his age twenty seven season, um, you know it's something that only um, a few players really qualify for, and he's still in his prime. You know what I mean, like. 26 yeah. to 30. I just think his offensive limitations, he can't space the floor. I, I wouldn't pay him more than 25 mil a year, and I think he will make over 25 mil a year. I think a team like Charlotte will give him the max. Yeah. I just don't think he's particularly worth I think he's a fine rim protector. I think he's the best rebounder in the NBA, but that can only go use, uh, can only make your team go so far no, in the yeah, playoffs when you are investing, let's say, 33% of the team's money into yeah. a guy who can't really create his own shot. Yeah, th- I think he would fit very well on a team that, um, that they have a young core uh, and and make a push, uh, you know, for like the six or, or, or the five yeah. this year to where they sign him and they still have room for their other guys to develop on, on their rookie deals or, or, or the small contracts they got him for after their rookie deal um, to help them, you know, keep keep climbing up in, in, in their conference. I, I think he fits best in with a team like that. Do I think the Bucks give him the Supermax? No. Give him the Pistons? I think the Pistons kind of, they, like, you know, no, you said the Bucks would give him the supermax. No, no, so you no, the- no, no, you know, I am saying, I'm saying the Bucks. Like, do I think the Bucks are gonna are gonna give the supermax to play next to Giannis? No. Oh, okay, okay. And but but, but I you can't the- give someone the supermax if they're not on your team. Correct, you're right. No, <laughs> no, no you're fine. right. No, no, hundred percent. But right. no, I yeah, I don't know. Um, I think Charlotte they were rumored to trade for him. 
Uh, because I mean, for Charlotte, actually, that's not a or if they go after him in the offseason, that's not a horrible idea. Like, no one's really coming to Charlotte, and if Andre Drummond's like that's his only max offer on the table, I think that's good for both parties. Charlotte mm-hmm. gets a free agent that they probably wouldn't get any year. They have a solid young core, I would say, better than yeah. what it thought was going to be. Um, and what Graham's been incredible. Um, Rozier, uh, PJ Washington has been actually really good as a rookie, but obviously Bridges and Monk have disappointed. But yeah, I, I think he can get paid definitely in the offseason, yeah. like you were saying. Um, and I think he's deserving of big money. I just think the way the NBA is today, he's not worth the big money. If, yeah, I, 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 I see your point on that. Myself. I think I think it really could, um, you know, it it, 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 it could go either way. But I, I definitely do see your point. But like, just a question: like, if you're if you're Andre Drummond, and there's a max offer on the table to go to Charlotte, or you get something like you know, like five or six million below the max a year. Still four years, so you're missing out like $20 million total. Are you going to a team that you feel you can be a contender or do you want to be a max guy? Honestly, if I was him, I would go to the contender, obviously, but I don't think that's who he is. I think he'll go for the max money. Just, I'd be, I think he's going to look for the most money possible. I don't really think he's a winning player, but mm-hmm. may, hey, maybe I'm wrong. I don't really know Andre Drummond. Um, I don't know him personally, obviously. So uh, that was your 19th guy or 18th guy? That was my 19th. Okay, my 19th is actually Jason Tatum. Um... Uh, Jason Tatum has taken a step in his third year. Uh, I really like his defense this year. I think he's growing as a defensive player, and I think he actually has the most defensive potential on mm-hmm. that team out of him and Jalen Brown. Playing great. Yeah, he's averaging 21 points a game, about seven rebounds, three assists. Uh, not shooting great from the field, 41%, but he is shooting 36 from downtown on seven attempts, so he's a volume shooter this year. Mm-hmm. And he is getting to the line about four times a game, which is a career high. You love to see that. Yeah. Uh, he's been a good two-way player this year. And I wanted to give another Boston player some love. I chose him over Hayward, obviously, because Hayward missed some time. And I chose him over Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was my 19th guy. I'm guessing you probably didn't have in your top 20, Jason. He's, he's my 21, so my first honorable Okay, mention. okay. So we can move on to 20. Mm-hmm. My 20th may raise some eyebrows. I had Spencer Dinwiddie. Talk about it. Yeah, so, I mean, I think Dinwiddie, I think he's an all-star this year. Uh, but he won't make it because I think Kyrie will come back from um, before the All-Star break, mm-hmm. and then obviously Dinwiddie's volume or minutes yeah, will yeah. go down. But he's averaged 21.5 points this year, 6 assists. He's getting to the line about 6.5 times a night, which you love to see. And then I just really quickly want to pull up his numbers post-Kyrie or post-Kyrie injury. So he's averaging 24 points a night, 7.5 assists, and he's getting to the line 7 times a game and shooting 31% from 30 um, in the 16 games Kyrie has missed. So he's been incredible this year. And without him, the Nets would not be over 500. They're 15 and 12. That's kind of why I wanted to put him here over Trey Young because they're actually good this year, the Nets, unlike the Hawks, who are bad. Um, so, yeah, he was my 20th guy. Who do you got at 20? My 20 is uh, Donovan Mitchell. I know you mentioned him. Yeah, okay. uh, what did you have at, like, 15 or 16? Yeah, I had him at uh, 15. Yeah. Um, just coming up with Donovan Mitchell this year, I think um, just the whole thing uh, with the Jazz being a bit disappointing, That that's what hurt me a little bit for him. Um, but he's this year, I know it's only been a three-year guy, but he's got career highs in points, rebounds, efficient field goal percentage, two-point percentage, free throw percentage, and his lowest in turnovers. Mm. Um, so he, so he's by no means is part of the reason that the Jazz are kind of struggling. I think it's just a few roster moves and, and just a little getting into it. I think at the end of the year, what do you think they finished? Think they finished like the five? Yeah, what are they now? They are they're, the, they're uh, the six right now. They're the six. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they fall below the six. I don't think Utah, um, excuse me, OKC, Sacramento, or Portland. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's just whether or not they can pass 
Um, Houston or Denver yeah. or Dallas. Dallas might fall off the Luka injury. Yeah, it, it depends. It depends if uh, Luka's ankle keeps giving him uh, trouble in the future. I hope it doesn't because he's just phenomenal to watch. Yeah. So uh, that is our top twenty. We'll go through our honorable mentions pretty quickly. We don't yeah. have to talk about them like in okay. their stats specifically. So who is your? Just name all your honorable mentions. Who you considered in your top twenty but have in your top. Uh, 20. Top twenty honorable mention is Jason Tatum, my first one. Okay. Um, Jokic is my second. I know he's had a little bit of a down year, yeah. but you know, still great. Um, uh, Ben Simmons, number twenty three. Uh, and then Brogdon and Lou Williams. Yeah, I... That's my other two. Okay. I actually didn't have Lou Will. I had the other guy. I had Matcha Challenge there. But Ben Simmons was somebody else I was debating with Dinwiddie at 20, but I was just like, screw it. I'm putting Dinwiddie. At least he shoots from downtown. I, I know that's, a, like, a stupid way to look at it, but, I mean, Ben Simmons has been really good this year. Um, down, I think, what he's been from last year, but he's still a great defender. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just would like to see him shoot more. It's not like a knock on him. I just think he yeah. can just expand his game, but I know everybody says that, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I had uh, Trey Young, who you mentioned. I had Devontae Graham, as honorable mentioned. He's playing great. I, I like him. Yeah, I didn't put him in the top 20 just because Charlotte is another winning record, mm-hmm. or at least isn't that good this year. Rudy Gobert, who you had pretty high, right? Yeah, I had, I had him uh, 18. 18. Just because, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, I, I just think he, he he's a lockdown defender, you know. I, I like watching guys like that. So, yeah, I had uh, Jokic as well, Matcha's Hill, who I just mentioned. And then I put Chris Paul in there just for like, give him some love. And okay, he's been playing well yeah. as of late. Uh, so, yeah, that is our top 20. Um, if you want to just quickly just say your top 20, just so yeah. they can have it fresh in their minds. Um, so, we got LeBron, Giannis, AD, Luca, James Harden, Carl Anthony Towns, Kawhi. Pascal Siakam, Jimmy Butler, Beal, Dame, Kemba, Joel Embiid, Brandon Ingram, Booker, Paul George, Trey Young, Rudy Gobert, Andre Drummond, and Donovan Mitchell. Okay, I'll go through mine pretty quickly. Uh, Giannis 1, Harden at 2, Luka 3, LeBron 4, Anthony Davis 5, Siakam 6, Leonard 7, Lowered 8, Cat 9, Jimmy Butler 10, and then... 11 was Bradley Beal, 12 Embiid, 13 Paul George, 14 Kemba, 15 Donovan, 16 Devin Booker, 17th Bam, 18th Brogdon, 19th Tatum, and then 20 Spencer Dinwiddie. All right, yeah, so that is going to be it for episode 10 of the Just Ballin' Podcast. Uh, this was really fun to do. Thank you, Tom, for coming on. This was awesome fun to do. Down. Yeah, so I definitely want to do another one of these soon. Um, at least with Tom, we could obviously do something different, or we will do something different. So, yeah, thank you all for listening, either on Spotify, either on Apple Pod, or on YouTube. So I appreciate that, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. See you guys.